Is the Internet of Things a potential career changer for CISOs, or is it just hype? Hi, I'm Howard Anderson, news editor at Information Security Media Group, and I'm talking about IoT today with John Pescatore. He's director of Emerging Security Trends with the SANS Institute. Thanks for joining me today, John. Good to be here. John, do you think the growth of the Internet of Things, especially in the enterprise, is truly a significant change for the cybersecurity arena, or is it just overblown and hype? Well, there's definitely many areas where it's a significant change, but I think it's important to realize there's not just one Internet of Things. I mean, the term applies to everything from a nuclear reactor to a self-driving car all the way down to a simple shoe pod uh, somebody puts on their foot to measure how far they run or a medical implant. Um, and the challenges uh, these types of devices bring to cybersecurity teams are very different. So I always like to sort of categorize the, the IoT world into three big buckets. One is things that the IT organization will generally be heavily involved in. Let's call those information things. Now, for example, things like printers, network printers or kiosks or um, other sort of things that IT will uh, manage and, and largely be involved in bringing them in. Another term that's uh, grown up over the past couple of years uh, is called operational technology. Uh, OT are things that are typically used in the delivery of the product in manufacturing. They might be SCADA systems or uh, presses or drills or machinery and, and all that kind of stuff. They also may be the smart buildings, the HVAC, uh, uh, high voltage and air conditioning type systems that um, control the infrastructure in the building. And then finally, there's consumer things. And this is probably the biggest game changer. These are things where we sell them to the end user as part of our product. And again, Fitbits or medical implants or all these uh, smart pillows and smart toys and cars that are on the internet and all those kind of things. I think it's that last area where, because uh, um, we've already gotten a little bit of a head start in dealing with operational technology and the information technology type things, but that consumer driven side of things very, very much is a game changer. Okay, so how big a potential cyber threat does IoT growth pose to enterprises in particular, and why? Well, over the years I've seen there's, there's always sort of predictable phases we go through in attacks when there's a new technology. The first phase is usually denial of service attacks, where the bad guys just start experimenting and playing with the new technology and seeing if they can get it to crash or, or see if they can use it to launch denial of service attacks. So, for example, last year, uh, we saw the Mirai botnet do that with on, online DVRs on cable systems and online uh, uh, internet-connected video uh, monitoring systems and the like. Usually after that, there's some period of time where then the cyber criminals get involved and figure out a way to make money off of these attacks. And then usually after that, we start to see nation states use them in, in warfare or uh, other, other types of conflict. In this case, in the IoT case, we've actually seen the warfare part sort of come right about the same time as the dial of service part because of the attractiveness of hitting nuclear power plants and telecommunications like happened in the Ukraine and, and Iran and places like that. So the two biggest risks, real risk for typical security teams and in, in typical enterprises today, one is that denial of service. Uh, the devices, if they're not protected well, 
can be used simply to launch denial of service attacks, crash your network, crash your PCs, just like we saw with Mirai. Um, and that can be incredibly expensive. Um, the second one is where sensitive information, whether it's credit card information for services, patient identifiable information for medical type devices, or even critical business uh, information or competitive information in manufacturing and, and provisioning and SCADA type systems, that uh, the attack attackers will find there's a cash motive, a profit motive to go after those types of devices. So I think uh, for, the, for the near term here, the biggest risk of worrying about denial of service, um, I do want to point out one really important thing. In most of over the years, you know, 20 years, most of the cyber attacks we've dealt with have been breaches or denial of service events, and they cost companies money. Um, and they can lead to career ending, uh, you know, CIOs being fired, CIOs, CISOs being fired. But essentially, it was a financial loss. With systems like environmental systems or HVAC systems or children's toys or automobiles or airplanes, there's real health and safety risks. There's real loss of life potential risks here. So even a denial of service attack that might seem, well, it's just interrupting. Well, if it interrupts the control of an autonomous vehicle, it can be very, very dangerous. So I think that worry of denial of service attacks should be top of mind in the near term and certainly top of mind when thinking about what systems your company's involved in or what products that a denial of service uh, attack could lead to more than just uh, a loss of money. Now, you've mentioned healthcare. Is IoT a more critical issue in that arena than other sectors because of the proliferation of medical devices connected to the Internet? What do you think? Well, there's kind of a good news, bad news thing. I mean, first off, there's very different types of medical devices. The first are the big devices, MRI machines and x-rays that sit in hospitals but are on networks and are remotely accessible. Those are a big risk. We've uh, seen for years uh, friendly security researchers and even bad guy hackers pointing out how they can cause damaging events to happen on MRI machines or oxygen pumps and the like. The types of devices that people wear or are implanted in their bodies, typically lower risk because they're not truly connected to the internet. They're not on Wi-Fi with an active internet connection. They usually have some short range communication capability to periodically check in with something. So there's definitely a risk, but I think it's much lower on the sort of small medical devices and the real risk of the bigger machinery that's in hospitals and clinics and, and all those kind of places. So how do you see IoT influencing CISO's risk management efforts in the months and years to come? Will it necessitate any major changes in strategy? Well, I think there's one success path. I mentioned this term operational technology. So several years ago, uh, when we did start to see attacks against manufacturing systems and critical infrastructure systems like power plants and, and others, manufacturing plants, many CISOs and CIOs um, did realize the computer stuff that's on the manufacturing floor on the operational technology side had to be dealt with in an integrated manner with the IT side. So there are a lot of early efforts called IT-OT integration. Um, and the companies who have got started down that path a few years ago have a great head start to dealing with these other types of Internet of Things technology. For companies that work strictly, say, in, in the technology world or the healthcare world and really haven't gotten started in OT, 
um, it really does require some some radical change in the security architecture. Now, again, um, there's another success path. You've probably heard the term BYOD or bring your own device as people are allowed to use iPads and iPhones and Android phones and the like. Uh, um, companies had to put in security approaches like network access control and other things to deal with these types of devices. That's one of the key architectural issues of uh, security controls is the ability to do that with Internet of Things type devices. Recognize that a autonomous vehicle is connected to a, a distribution network and, and how do we protect it and how do we make sure if it gets compromised, it can't impact the rest of the network. So there's a lot of companies that are sort of well positioned to handle IoT, but there's a lot where, again, they're so focused on just the day-to-day -day security work of keeping Windows PCs and Linux servers and the like secure that they haven't got started at all. So what other advice would you give to CISOs when it comes to mitigating risks posed by IoT? And does that require CISOs develop new skills or augment their staff skills? Well, I think they need to both uh, make sure they have some, some skills that are always important for CISOs. And those skills are the ability to communicate outside the security group to the CEO, the CFO, the boards of directors. One important thing about uh, those three areas I mentioned of Internet of Things, information things, operational things, consumer things, two of the three, the operational things and the consumer things, are generally built and designed or acquired by business units or by uh, the manufacturing organization or the operations side. And security and IT quite often aren't involved at all. So that's one area where CISOs need to say, go upwards and say we, security and IT need to be involved in the decisions on building and buying these types of devices so we can make sure they're as secure and as safe as possible. So CIOs definitely and CISOs definitely need those uh, upwards and outwards communication skill. That's been a key uh, success skill for CISOs for a long time. This makes it uh, more important. For the staff, definitely some changes. You know, SANS, uh, we train lots of people in security. We do lots of training on Windows internals and Linux internals. But when you look at the Internet of Things devices, it's a very heterogeneous world. It's all kinds of different uh, operating systems and software and communication standards and the likes. So again, within the types of things being used in, in your industry, I think it is important that skills get upgraded. One thing I've been pointing a lot of security teams through many industries like the healthcare industry, the banking industry, uh, automotive industry, have formed ISACs or information sharing and analysis centers that share threat information, but they also um, tend to drive security standards for their industry. So the automotive industry has several efforts for sort of IoT security standards for the automotive industry, as does the healthcare industry, as does the the uh, air, uh, aeronautics industry and the like. So that's an area where CISOs and their teams do need to get involved in. in ideally helping steer those standards, but as a minimum, being aware of them and how they're progressing. Thanks very much, John. We've been talking today to John Pescatori of the SANS Institute for Information Security Media Group. I'm Howard Anderson. Thanks very much for listening.